BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Man, I just saw a video that was about as frightening as anything I've ever seen in my life. It was somebody who was in the fourth row of the concert. They started their their camera going after the first spray of shots, and everybody was just ducked down and like, well, you're ducked down. And then the stopped, and you would think that probably a lot of people thought, okay, it's it's over. What has just happened? Or at least but, it's safe to move. But then it started again, and it's just, you know, it's just sweeping across back and forth. Oh, God. And, oh, my God. You would have as helpless a feeling as you could possibly have. And so I had thought this was like a pretty short thing, but it lasted quite a while. The best information we have is 10 to 15 minutes of gunfire. Was it uh, all automatic? If it was a machine gun for 20 minutes, how many rounds would that well, be? 10 to 15 minutes. Um, Well, it'd be an unthinkable number, but yeah, it's not clear to me at all whether it was automatic fire the entire time or if he went to uh, some sort of semi-auto weapon. Um. There were a couple of pauses to reload. It's uh, certainly possible that 
possibly you know, even he, he ran out of rounds for the uh, the machine gun. Switch weapons, as he was reported to have multiple guns. Ten up there, yeah. Yeah, they say. Of course, that uh, we we should say this every hour. Studies have shown that almost everything you hear in the first twenty four hours after one of these things turns out to be wrong. Correct. That's just the way it is. Grain of salt. Um. God, it could be, and you know, they when they investigate these things, they usually figure out exactly how many rounds were fired. It could be thousands and thousands. Uh, Ryan is an Armstrong and Getty uh, listener. He happened to be at the Luxor uh, Casino, which is right next door to Mandalay Bay, where the horrors occurred. Ryan, welcome. How's it going? It's going good. How are you guys? Uh, good, good. So were you aware of the shooting when it started? Uh, I wasn't aware. I didn't hear. I, I My room here at the Luxor is on the sixth floor, and it faces east. So out my window, I can see the, the concert menu. I'm looking at the stage right now. Wow. And uh, I didn't I didn't notice it at the time. The first kind of inclination that I had that anything was going wrong was they uh, came over the hotel loudspeaker. Every room has a little speaker in it. And they came over the intercom system, and it beeped a couple times, and then they said there's an active shooter situation at Mandalay Bay, and everyone stay in your room. Um, so that was kind of the first notice that I had of it. Thank God I didn't – I happened to not look out my window at the time, and I didn't see anyone, like, running from the – you know, venue or anything. And I don't think I heard the shots. I heard the concert going on all day. Um, but I don't think I heard the shots. Although I was, I did have the Ken Burns Vietnam War documentary kind of going in the background wow. that I was watching last night. So I, it may, I mean, there's a lot of machine gun fire. In sure. that, so I don't know if I, maybe I heard it and just didn't think anything of it. Yeah. So, but uh, did you look outside and see anything going on or, or what? I, I didn't. By the time they came on with the notification, pretty much all the lights were off. Uh, on the strip, all the lights were off, kind of on the outside of the hotel. So that had to be I, pretty weird. It was very weird to see Vegas completely dark is is super strange. So I knew something, you know, obviously was up, and they came over the intercom and announced it. But like I said, luckily I didn't, you know, eyewitness any of the uh, terror. Yeah, you don't need that. Your soul yeah. doesn't need that. So are you allowed to leave your room at this point, or are you still locked down in your hotel? Yeah, I they they came on and made another announcement that they were letting people out via the north entrance, uh, which is the one that faces Excalibur. I still don't think they're letting anyone out of the east entrance because that pretty much just straight across the street is the is the concert thing. So they're still not letting anyone out there. I'm looking right now. The South Strip still appears to not be open for like civilian traffic. All I see is still police cars, and it looks like maybe they're letting some media and cleanup. Can you see uh, the concert venue in. right now? Yes. What's happening there? Uh, honestly, not much. Um, the sun's kind of coming up over it. It looks like um, it just kind of looks like a swap meet or like a flea market. There's a gate. There's some tents. There's some booths. There's a stage. Um, Are there law yeah, enforcement I mean, personnel on hand? Uh, a lot less than there were. Um, there's a few. There's a few police cars kind of cruising up and down, but uh, it's it's not like it was, you know, six six seven hours ago. Interesting. Um, so, at what point yeah. did you realize what had just happened across the street from where you are? I mean, did you find that out this morning? Did you go to bed not knowing that? Um, I jumped on the internet pretty quickly and, and started to get the details, um, from like local news, you know, stations, postings and things like that, little live, live streams that were going on. But looking out my window, I couldn't see, like I said, everything was just dark and it was like, it was locked down pretty much. So I, that's interesting. So apparently somebody made the decision to, to pull the plug on the lights for the strip when the 
whole active shooter thing happened, which is it is a good idea. Oh yeah, I'm sure that's some sort of security protocol. Must be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Go ahead, Ryan. I I was just gonna say I hate to um, I don't know phrase you know or or offer any sort of like positive, but as far as if that was that guy's goal to shoot people, I mean there's there's all kinds of crowds of people in Las Vegas, but that was just such a perfect situation, you know, from from where he was looking down on that crowd it's just yeah yeah i i hear what you're saying it, 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 it was uh in, in an evil way a really good plan so what what was you know how long had he been at this when did he come up with the idea that hey there's going to be a concert yeah. right across because that there aren't many places in vegas where that could happen because it's at the end of the strip where it's an open field you're at the end of the line there and so you have forty thousand people you're looking straight down on how did he come up with this plan well in addition to that if he were kind of at the venue, if he had opened fire from kind of within the crowd, I mean, it would have been a totally different sure, situation. Yeah. Someone, you know, concealed carrying could have maybe intervened or done something. But from where he was and who he was shooting at, it was just, I mean... And there's no so place for him to go. Yeah it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's something. The guy obviously put a lot of thought into how to be the most evil he possibly could. I can't wait to find out what was going on in his freaking crazy head. That's yeah. uh, listener Ryan at the Luxor. Ryan, hey, uh, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Good to talk to you. Thanks. Um, and, you know, these, cas- these casinos are enormous. He's up on the 32nd floor. Nobody's even sure where the shots are coming from. You look up at a giant building like that at night in spite of all the lighting and well, as as we've heard previously, the cops, uh, once they figured out roughly where the shots were coming from, initially thought it might be the roof and rushed up there, and just it took a while to figure out oh, hell yeah. in this enormous hotel yeah. what room. There are thousands of rooms. You'd, you know, you'd narrow it down to the ones on that side. It'd just be hundreds and hundreds. Right. Um, By the time they breached the door, according to reports, which will probably turn out to be inaccurate, uh, he'd all, he had just killed himself. And uh, so there's, you know, various speculation on how he bashed open the window, either broke it open or shot through it or whatever. But the guy had, because they're all locked, if you've been in a Vegas hotel room, all the mm-hmm. windows are locked. They're, they're unopenable anyway. Otherwise, people would hurl themselves out of them all, all the time. All the time. We all right. know that. Um, yeah, the guy, this, this freaking evil, crazy person obviously put a lot of thought into this. I mean, it, it might no, be. I, I don't know. You don't maybe. think? Maybe. No. You think it's just accidentally? Well, no. I don't know what to think. It's entirely possible he was there at Mandalay Bay, looked down at the three-day-long concert, and thought, now's my chance, went home, got his weapons, and came back. You don't know. You don't know. That's right. He doesn't live very far away. Right. So he could have gone home. Yep. Good point. Yeah, because uh, John Hinckley Jr., when he shot Reagan, it was just random, completely random. He saw in the newspaper that Reagan was speaking down the street. He was going to get Jodie Foster. Completely random. Right. So. Yeah. Well, a coward like this who decides that whatever his grievance is, whatever makes him grumpy, he gets to kill people. You know, who, who can get inside that, that stupid, cowardly head? You know what? Your theory, and this is all just complete speculation, pointless speculation, um, I could buy with the crazy, angry person of the modern world. Because your, your thing is that uh, we've all got this um, I'm miserable so somebody needs to pay for it thing going on mm-hmm. in the world, whether it's right. whether it's we sue them because I broke my ankle or, or whatever it is. Yeah. Or, you know, I fell off this ladder, somebody needs to pay, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And these crazy people take it to the next level. I could see a guy like that looking down on a crowd of happy people and that just sending him over the edge. 
Sure. Look at all those people that are happy. I'm miserable. My life sucks, and those people are happy. Yeah. Because a lot of a lot of these things are. This is one thing that is regularly common: is these people's lives suck, and then they uh, they lash out. However, they lash out in a variety of ways. They suck their husband, their boyfriend, their job, their boss, or whatever. So does everybody's. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. look, we got a hell of a lot of guns in the United States. That's not exactly a, uh, a groundbreaking observation. But what's the difference between? This country and countries that don't have nearly as many shootings. It's obviously cultural. There is something diseased in our culture. I think it's the culture of grievance. Culture of looking to be the victim. The culture of wanting to be angry. There's no. How long have we been saying this? There's no higher level in American life than the victim. So everybody aspires to that. It's sick. People don't aspire to courage or sacrifice or duty or or respectability they aspire to be victims we have a sickness well we asked a whole bunch of mental health professionals about this one time and they uh, all agreed on one point that would help stop these things share that with you coming up if you don't already know it our text line 415-295-KFTC you're listening to the armstrong and getty show so the president's going to speak at 7.30. We'll play uh, some of that. I think I know what it's going to be, but that's fine. You know, um, well, go ahead. ISIS has just, according to uh, Associated Press, ISIS has just claimed credit for the Vegas attack. Oh, shut You know up. what that shows you? Because clearly they had nothing to do with it. Um, <clears throat> well, not clearly, but s- most likely. Um, you know what that shows you is whenever you hear a car bomb or this or that anywhere in the world and they take credit for it, you can't immediately assume they did it. No, because here they're taking credit for this fake news. So I was looking forward to this morning because the soups are back in session and it's supposed to be a blockbuster session. The upcoming term, says a lawyer with the Heritage Foundation, quote, promises to be one for the history books. Of course, they're all ones for the history books. They literally record what the Supreme Court decides. Mm -hmm. And it's history. Uh, on the other hand, uh, there are some giant course, uh, uh, court cases cases uh, dealing with gerrymandering. Or do you say gerrymandering? And, uh, and uh, whether you got to whip up cake for the gays or something like that. So uh, yeah, we got we'll the, get to that eventually. So we got a bunch of texts. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. These are interesting insights. Most of them. Uh, if this had been a hip-hop concert, this would, be, would all be about race. No doubt. He could have done exactly the same thing if it had been a mostly black crowd. That would be the entire theme. That is correct. And uh, I would point out that Saturday Night Live, the weekend update section, was shockingly race-baity, as if it were designed to whip up anger between races. That's another little trend in society, where if anything happens, your immediate explanation for it is racial hatred. In the absence of any evidence... So that's already a thing. So can you imagine? Yeah, well, that takes me to, I'll I'll get back to our text in a second, but I saw Ian Bremmer's tweet over this, and you'll agree with some of this and not some of it. Too much untreated mental illness. I think everybody agrees with that. Too much military weaponry. Some people agree with that. Some people don't, and there's different definitions of what's military weaponry. And too much political division to address. I would say that's true, and Mm -hmm. people whipping it up who want political division for ratings or or whatever, often just for ratings or for political power. Or to, listen, the herd is never more pr- 
pressed together than when it's afraid. Or it can be moved more easily when it's afraid. And so, yeah, both political parties generally like us afraid of the other one. We're going to take a break here here pretty quick so we can be back in time for the president, but a few more texts. Could this just be a dude who wanted to kill himself and take a bunch of people with him for the notoriety? Oh, I suspect so. Absolutely could be that. I, yeah, I think the the search for answers, which the cable news will will intone in in serious tones for the next several days. The motive, the search for the motive, which is so stupid. Every quote unquote answer we're going to get, uh, I would I would guess, and I'm pretty damn sure I'm going to be right, is going to be so disappointing, so mundane, so stupid, so disproportionately small. Cowardly scumbag. That's the shooter's name. CBS News says he checked into the room on Thursday, so whether or not he booked that room because it was look overlooking the festival, or like Joe said, maybe he got that room and then noticed the festival's going on. Who knows? Maybe we'll find out. Uh, the killer's brother was on TV, said uh, his brother's not angry, no religious or political affiliation. These things often turn out to be wrong. Where a mom says, he's never done anything wrong in his life. He hasn't gotten angry. Then turns out he's been on an ISIS Facebook page for the last six months. Boy, the brother, though, painted a picture of somebody with, like, no convictions about anything. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's troubling. Um, I'll, I'll hit you with this one. It would almost be better to find out some terrorist did this than shot the guy and escaped. At least that's not as scary as appearing random, no reason, and no agenda shooting. I agree. At least it's terrorism. you got somewhere to point your fighting back. Right. Random nut jobs? What do you do with that? What do you got coming up, Marshall? Well, we got President Trump getting ready to speak to the nation about last night's massacre. ISIS taking credit for the Vegas attack and high praise for police at last night's event. People calling them examples of true bravery. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. It ain't ISIS. I don't want them to get any credit for anything. Stay tuned. We'll get to the president and all that stuff in a few minutes. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So the president's supposed to speak at 730, which was a minute ago. Uh, He's not even near the podium yet, so I don't know. Maybe he's getting the latest details. I don't know. We'll get to him when we get to him, I suppose. I can't even imagine the scene at Las Vegas hospitals. I mean, oh. if you have a multi-car wreck with, you know, 10, 15 casualties, it overwhelms a trauma center. I mean, they have all hands on deck, and it's crazy. You've got at least 400 wounded by the attack last night there, in Las Vegas. And, if you're just waking up, a guy machine-gunned a concert crowd from the 32nd floor, was it? The Mandalay Bay Resort. And their hospitals are set up for uh, sorority girls who've had too many jello shots, not uh, Fallujah-style war battle wounds. Right. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. As you were saying, this is the worst mass shooting in U.S. history. It unfolded last night in Las Vegas, and now ISIS is trying to take responsibility for the attack. They're saying the shooter converted to Islam months ago, but they're not really providing any evidence. The Las Vegas police, again, saying 50 people are dead, at least 50 people dead, over 400 hurt. Following that shooting, the Las Vegas police scanner captured the horrific events. What's going on, Jimmy? He's coming from upstairs in the Mandalay Bay. Upstairs in Mandalay Bay, halfway up. I see the shots coming from Mandalay Bay. We have multiple casualties, GSWs in the medical tent. Multiple casualties. Russell Beck was one of the people who was there. He talked to NBC News about the action by first responders. I just, God bless the police officers. Uh, 
police officers. I mean, in a world where everyone's kneeling, these guys stood up and took, I mean, they knew what they were against, and they ran towards the danger with just handguns. I mean, that's, that's real bravery right there. Boy, as we were talking about earlier, yeah. even once you had it identified to halfway up the Mandolin Bay, Mandalay Bay, it's, it still could take you hours to figure out where it was actually well, coming if from. you knew the floor, imagine that. And you knew which way it was facing. You're still looking at dozens and dozens of rooms. The guy might have just run out of inf- uh, ammo and shot himself is what ended it. Who knows? We'll find out eventually, I imagine. The president, uh, they're showing a podium on TV now, so he's probably going to speak pretty soon. Vegas uh, Police Sheriff Joe Lombardo said the officers believe the suspected sole gunman did kill himself before the cops got into his room, as Jack just said. Suspect does not appear to have any connections to a terror group, according to the sheriff. And apparently he's only got a minor record. He received a citation several years ago, and that citation was handled as a matter of normal practice in the court system. So, so far, they apparently did not have a huge police record. He was living in a retirement community in Mesquite, uh, about an hour outside of Las Vegas. So, no, and I can guarantee none of these answers when they come are going to be the least bit satisfying or comforting or the rest of it. It's just going to be disturbing how mundane it is. So a lot of your internet types say it really sounds like there's more than one gun there. Some people say it's Echo. And that there's more than one gun and one guy got away or more. Which, of course, is possible. Uh, you know, you shoot the dude and head out the door, you'd have had plenty of time, probably. Another Who st- knows? We'll find out. Another story we've been following. Now the Associated Press says it's learned U.S. spies working under diplomatic cover in Havana were among the first and most severely atta- affected by those mysterious sonic attacks. Individuals familiar with the situation say it wasn't until U.S. spies working under diplomatic cover reported hearing bizarre sounds and experiencing strange physical effects that the United States realized something was wrong. So there's been an act of war on our spooks Mm -hmm. by Cuba and or Russia. Mm -hmm. State Department and the CIA declining to comment on whether intelligence officers were affected. And meanwhile, Facebook is saying it is going to be giving Congress copies of thousands of political ads today that were likely brought by people, or bought rather by people in Russia last year. A social media giant saying uh, people believe uh, the Russians bought about 3,000 ads before and after the presidential election to weigh in on all matters, all manners of controversy. Yeah, we just got this text. I guarantee you the Russians are setting up pro and anti-gun hashtags. Of course they are. Sure. You know, and then keep that in mind when you when you see something that really pisses you off about guns or race or whatever around this story. The Russians are trying to stir us up. Or what Nancy Pelosi allegedly just said, or or Ted Nugent allegedly just said, or what have you. And I'm telling you, I found Saturday Night Live disturbing over the weekend. The weekend update in which the angry, angry uh, commentators made everything about race. Every single thing that happens is about race, and they're pissed off about it. And, And that, a lot of that is a product of the whole uh, Russian fake news trying to whip us up against each other thing. And I'm telling you, SNL should not be trafficking that. in that. That's sick. I can't watch that. Turns out a week after around 200 NFL players were involved in demonstrations during the national anthem before their games, some players again protested yesterday, but significantly fewer than last week. 
49ers offer to show a unity during the anthem. About 30 players kneeling, other players standing directly behind them. Show of unity. You're all wearing the same uniform. Obviously, you're on the same team. Show a unity for what? You don't like Trump. You like kneeling. You don't like the anthem. You don't like white people. What? Say so. So God, Carr, it's all become so stupid. So yeah. Carr ended up in the hospital, right? We have more evidence for or against the theory that uh, his black offensive line is letting him get killed on the field. We'll have to talk about that later. Nearly all the Raiders players stood for Sunday's anthem in Denver. Marshawn Lynch, though, sat on the bench during that anthem. Now, we are still waiting for Donald Trump to begin talking about the events in Las Vegas last night. Do we want to take a break here, or do you want to... Uh... Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. All right. Well, anyway, that's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. One report says the guy's smoke alarm was going off is how they finally located the room. I could believe if you were firing, holding oh, down yeah. the, the trigger on a machine gun, there'd be a fair amount of smoke in there. So maybe that is how they found him. Yeah. Of course, everything you hear in the first 24 hours is uh, likely to be wrong. But we'll continue to pass those things along just out of sake of, I don't know, interest. Well, everybody's trying to gather information. I think it's natural. I do like this, the the text I read just before the news, though. The uh, the idea, it would, wouldn't it be more comforting to find out this guy had joined ISIS or something like that? Because at least there's something you can wrap your head around. Random, crazy people are the scariest. Sure. Well, how do you fashion a strategy against that? You can't. All right. You just hope you don't run into them in your life. Well, you know, if you happen to have a radio show, you try desperately to... Try to understand what's happening to our sick, sick culture and and, and fight against it if you can. Pathetically inadequate, but what else are you going to do? So we're uh, looking Mm. over, perusing. We're perusing all the media that is out there and looking for every nugget, true or not, to try to bring into focus what happened, the worst shooting in U.S. history, and that number 50 is probably going to go up. Yeah. Well, and I think looking at the way information evolves and comes out and, and the fakery and stuff, that's a pretty interesting study, too. Absolutely we'll doing that. Absolutely is. We'll bring you the latest, including the president, when he finally talks. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. He was... Did you know him to have guns? Was he an avid shooter? I mean, no, you know, not that that... Not but. an avid gun guy at all. The fact that he had those kind of weapons is just... Where the hell did he get automatic weapons? He's not, he has no military background or anything like that. You, I mean, when you find out about him, like I said, he's just a, he's a guy who lived in a house in Mesquite and drove down and gambled in Las Vegas. So that's the brother of the scumbag killer. And that, that's why, you know, I don't blame the media for asking the brother, the mom, the wife, the next door neighbor about these people all the time. But it just shows you they, they don't know. No, they don't know. You never, you never know. You never it's, know what's going on. You're all right, yeah. Like you know, you share your worst urges or, or angers or whatever with your brother. You maybe you do, maybe you don't. But and if the guy said, yeah, he was blah blah blah, and furthermore he said yada yada yada, what good would that do us? Um, so fully automatic weapons can in fact be legally purchased in most states. Generally, have to take a class, etc. It's allowed as a class three weapon, whatever that is. Huh. Um, well, we'll find out where he got that at some point, I'm sure, and then argue about that. Um, so this is interesting. So this 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 is definitely interesting because guns haven't changed that much since 1949. Deadliest mass shootings. The worst happened last night in Las Vegas. 
We've got 50 now dead. That number's likely to go up. The second worst was last year in Orlando at 49. In your top 10, half of them are in the 2000s. In the top 10 since 1949, half of them are in the 2000s. Why is that? Virginia Tech in 2007, 32 dead. Sandy Hook in 2012 with 27 little kids dead. Um, you got San Bernardino, 14 dead in 2015. 2009, 14, Fort Hood, that was definitely a terrorist attack, uh, 13 dead. And then you got uh, one in the 60s, one in the 80s, one in the 90s, one in the another one in the 80s. But a lot of them in the 2000s. What is that all about? Like I said, weaponry hasn't changed that much. No. No. Well, you know, I, I say it's the culture of grievance, the culture that uh, we've gone away from into each life. A little rain must fall or there's ups and downs. Everybody takes hard knocks and you just you got to be courageous. You got to be dignified and go on. We've gone from that to people constantly searching and nursing grievance. And and there's a there's a national lust to be the victim of something. And and if we're if microaggressions are reasons to go crazy, what about macroaggressions? What if you actually get screwed? What if you actually have a legitimate reason to be angry? Well, how do you act if a tiny little accidental uh, rudeness is considered a major crime? What do you do if you're the victim of some serious screwing? Well, obviously, you got to kill a lot of people. Now, of those in the 2000s, Fort Hood, San Bernardino, and Orlando were all Muslim extremist-related. So that's a change. Mm-hmm. That's something different since 1949. Yeah, yeah, although, you know, there's a difference between angry idiot whose excuse is Islam to kill a lot of people and somebody who was, you know, raised and attended a madrasa in Saudi Arabia, blah, blah, blah. Um, you're right. Ideologically, it's the same thing. But if you're going to get to the bottom of it, I think it's a little more complicated than that. Mental health, has that changed much since the 40s? That we would have so many of these recently? Just trying to see what has changed here. You already identified the culture thing, which is definitely true. Right. Uh, you know, that's an interesting question. I think... I'm going through the various people in my head. A couple of them, like the uh, the the school shooting scumbag coward whose name I won't uh, announce, and um, and actually Virginia Tech, if I recall correctly, they were fairly disturbed and might have been under the care of the state back in the day when it was probably a little too easy to get people committed. Um. But other than those guys, I think everybody was just either an a-hole or quirky or, or you know, whatever. Well, we I, I teased this earlier and then forgot to pay it off. We had a mental we had mental health professionals in here. What were we talking about? Why do we have that panel? It was, um, was it a uh, was it a school shooting panel? I think it may have been. But we had all sorts of mental health professionals, from counselor to psychologist to psychiatrist. And we ask him if all this media coverage, the way the media media handles it, makes uh, these more likely to happen or less likely. And they all agreed more likely to happen. Yeah, 100% agreement. Uh, so glorifying these guys as dangerous, scary antiheroes in the media caused more of the president's The speech. president is stepping up to the podium, so we will uh, we'll listen live to see what he has and get back into the conversation coming up. By the way, our text line 415-295-KFTC. Let's hear the president of the United States. Pete, here's the president. 
Thank you. My fellow Americans, we are joined together today in sadness, shock, and grief. Last night, a gunman opened fire on a large crowd at a country music concert in Las Vegas, Nevada. He brutally murdered more than 50 people and wounded hundreds more. It was an act of pure evil. The FBI and the Department of Homeland Security are working closely with local authorities to assist with the investigation, and they will provide updates as to the investigation and how it develops. I want to thank the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department and all of the first responders for their courageous efforts and for helping to save the lives of so many. The speed with which they acted is miraculous and prevented further loss of life. To have found the shooter so quickly after the first shots were fired is something for which we will always be thankful and grateful. It shows what true professionalism is all about. Hundreds of our fellow citizens are now mourning the sudden loss of a loved one, a parent, a child, a brother or sister. We cannot fathom their pain. We cannot imagine their loss. To the families of the victims, we are praying for you, and we are here for you. And we ask God to help see you through this very dark period. Scripture teaches us the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. We seek comfort in those words, for we know that God lives in the hearts of those who grieve. To the wounded who are now recovering in hospitals, we are praying for your full and speedy recovery and pledge to you our support from this day forward. In memory of the fallen, I have directed that our great flag be flown at half-staff. I will be visiting Las Vegas on Wednesday to meet with law enforcement, first responders, and the families of the victims. In moments of tragedy and horror, America comes together as one, and it always has. We call upon the bonds that unite us, our faith, our family, and our shared values. We call upon the bonds of citizenship, the ties of community, and the comfort of our common humanity. Our unity cannot be shattered by evil. Our bonds cannot be broken by violence. And though we feel such great anger at the senseless murder of our fellow citizens, it is our love that defines us today and always will forever. In times such as these, I know we are searching for some kind of meaning in the chaos, some kind of light in the darkness. The answers do not come easy. But we can take solace knowing that even the darkest space can be brightened by a single light 
and even the most terrible despair can be illuminated by a single ray of hope. Melania and I are praying for every American who has been hurt, wounded, or lost the ones they love so dearly in this terrible, terrible attack. We pray for the entire nation to find unity and peace, and we pray for the day when evil is banished and the innocent are safe from hatred and from fear. Well, May good God luck with bless that. the souls of the lives that are lost. May God give us the grace of healing, and may God provide the grieving families with strength to carry on. Thank you. God bless America. Thank you. We pray for the day when evil is banished. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Again, that's a nice thought. Yeah. I guess uh, that's the something president you has to come out and do that uh, for some reason, and he yeah. did it, and it was fine. Yeah. I. Yeah. I don't understand why uh, America's decided that you need this out of a president when these things happen. I don't look to the president, whether it's you or Barack Obama, to heal me in any way. Uh, but that's a different topic. I'd like to hear more talk of good and evil. I'd like to hear more talk of right and wrong. We got a whole I'd like to get less whatever and more what you're doing is wrong. Stop doing it. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that'll fit in. So maybe after the news, we got a whole bunch of texts on the... Because I read the list of worst shootings since 1949. I don't know why somebody picked 1949. Is there a reason for that? But anyway, maybe that's when they started keeping stats. I don't know. But... Uh, Five of the top ten worst mass shootings have happened in the 2000s, and I'm asking what changed. Guns aren't really that much different. Um, what it, what has changed? And we got a whole bunch of responses on the text line, and a lot of them are pretty interesting, so maybe we'll get into that conversation. Love to have that. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Because that is what we need to be discussing and asking. Something mm. has changed, right. right? I mean, that's good. we can all agree on that. Yeah, clearly. And, and it's not going to be a simple answer either, but that's okay. You know, everybody wants a simple answer desperately, and we'll hear people uh, piping up soon. And they're just desperate. They're desperate not to feel afraid. So I have some sympathy for those who are grasping for short, simple answers. If we just outlaw this, uh, this won't happen again. It's just you're wrong. It's not going to work. We have to actually come to terms with what the problem is. Got to look at these these angry cowards and understand how we got to where we are. And it's about the human heart. It's about the psyche. It's not about hardware. That's what a lot of the textures said. So uh, 415-295-KFTC is our text line. I'll run through them. There are uh, two main themes that developed on why these are happening more now than they used to. All right. Which is pretty interesting. So let's uh, get the very latest on this. And I don't know. I know we end up talking about this way too often. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.